Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kia ora. For Eyewitness and RNZ, I'm Justin Gregory. How young is too young to compete in international sport? Rebecca Perrett had an outstanding swimming career, which began when she was just 12 years old. Representing Fiji at the 1974 Commonwealth Games in Christchurch, Rebecca was the youngest athlete there, and she tells me that earning her place had a lot to do with sibling rivalry. It was my sister that got into competitive swimming first. She's two years older than me. The swimming coach that was there in Suva sort of noticed her at the school swimming sports and asked her if she'd like to come and swim with his squad. And then about six months later, I joined in, which my sister hated because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she hated the fact that sort of everything she did, I, you know, would eventually do as well. Born in Wellington in 1961, Rebecca moved to Fiji with her family in the early 70s when her father worked for the University of the South Pacific. Back then, swimming was mostly about having fun. It was very low-key over there, and we probably only swam about three times a week to start with. There were five swimmers in the team, and everyone else had met the qualifying times, but I'd got very close but hadn't quite made it. Um, and I think they decided to to select me because I was quite young and I was improving quite quickly, and they thought I would, you know, make the times at the games so they could justify picking me in the team. Um, and that's eventually what did happen, so I think I earned my place. The 10th British Commonwealth Games began on the 24th of January 1974 at the brand new Kiwi2 Park in the Christchurch suburb of North New Brighton. Fiji was one of 38 teams competing in what was billed as the Friendly Games. Certainly the Queen and all her family were feeling friendly enough to be there to greet the 1,200 athletes, and for the first time at a Commonwealth Games, TV coverage was in colour. Well, mostly. In short, the Games were a bit of a big deal. Not that Rebecca knew that. I sort of went to the Games without very much understanding or knowledge of what the Games were about. We lived in Fiji, no TV, you know, we didn't have the internet back then. Probably didn't know very much about the Commonwealth Games themselves, so probably went in very innocent and naive. <laughs> By the time she marched in for the opening ceremony, Rebecca had reached the grand old age of 12 and a half years old. And while that might seem incredibly young to us today, it wasn't so exceptional back then. Even though I was the youngest competitor at the Games, there were a lot of young swimmers back then, and swimmers were much younger than they are now, and there were quite a few 13, 14, 15-year-olds, so I was quite big for my, for my age, so I didn't stand out. You know, I was as big as everyone else, so um, I sort of fitted in. How nervous does a 12-and-a-half-year-old get? I, I, I talked... I'm not actually sure. I know I get very nervous now, and I still get nervous because I compete at Masters events, so I can't imagine it would have been any different back then. So, And I spoke to my sister yesterday because we had a bit of a family get-together, and um, she said she was incredibly nervous, so I'm sure I would have been the same. When we swam in Fiji, we had... I think there was only really one swimming club, so we sort of had our club nationals and we had our national champs, which were pretty much the same as the club nationals, but were just by a different name. And, and the club was very small, so there wasn't really, you know, it was sort of very low-key. So to, to go to something where 
you know, there were athletes from all over the, or swimmers from around the world, you know, it was a big step up. When I made my first New Zealand team, I hadn't even met my, any of the other swimmers that were in the teams. That was a huge shock, and I found that much more daunting than I did probably the, the Commonwealth Games. Picked on potential for the 400 and 800 metres freestyle, the only expectation on Rebecca was for her to do the best that she could. And that's exactly what she did. Going through the 800, I set a personal best. Um, and then again, in the 400 event, I actually did an even faster 400 and again set a personal best in the 200 going through the 400. I know I came sort of last and second last in my events, but I did personal bests, so I guess that was all you can ask for. And your sister? She was a breaststroker. Oh, so, so you we didn't con- we didn't clash. No, <laughs> no. Luckily, going into a competition where, you know, there was a lot more ceremony surrounding it and a big event and that sort of thing, and it just got brought the best out in, in us. All the Fiji swimmers did PBs, and I definitely deserved my place in the team. I was going to say, even though I hadn't qualified beforehand. But if the Fijian swimmers all did pretty well in their individual events, the relay races were a slightly different story. We'd come last by a long way, so we were very outclassed. Um, and we put, put a med- and we put a medley relay in and a freestyle relay, and we really had no butterflies or backstrokers, but we just because we had four four girls there, we put in a team. So I ended up doing the butterfly in the, in the medley relay, and we were, you know I think we were thirty seconds behind, um, maybe not even the first place. It might have been then, yeah, maybe the first place. So we were we were definitely outclassed. Like everyone who was there, Rebecca remembers Kiwi runner Dick Taylor winning the 1500 metres final on the opening day and British super athlete Mary Peters picking up her third gold medal in consecutive Commonwealth Games. And, of course, she remembers weightlifter Graham May falling on his face during one of his lifts. To be fair to May, he was holding more than 187 kilos above his head at the time and he did go on to win. But what stands out most in her memory was the retirement of Australian swimming legend Michael Wendon must have been after the medal presentation and he sort of walked around, I think they do a, sort of the walk of honour kind of thing around the pool and he had a pair of togs and he sort of threw them into the crowd and I was going to say that was one of, sort of, one of the few things I can remember from the, from the swimming so it's sort of that's really stuck in my mind for what, I'm not quite sure why but um, <laughs> You didn't catch them obviously. <laughs> no I didn't and I, I sort of, he must have planned it because I, I guess he must have had them in his pocket or something, you know. It wasn't. He didn't take them off or anything like that. But it was just. It was him just saying, you know, that was his finale, his goodbye. In short, Rebecca seems to have had a whale of a time at the games. She wasn't overawed by lining up next to great swimmers because she didn't really know who they were, and any emotional damage from coming last and second last in her heats seems to have been slight. So perhaps twelve and a half isn't too young to be competing internationally. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it affected me either negatively or positively, particularly. I mean, it probably did help a little bit and that next time I went to something, I had some awareness of what, what I was going to. When I was swimming, if you were over 20, you were old, whereas nowadays, majority of swimmers are over 20, so at the, at the top level. So I think it, because there's, I guess, professionalism in the sport mm. and there's more support for athletes who want to keep on doing it, it's easier to do it once you've left school, and so people are staying in much longer. I think if you're fast enough to be there, then... I mean, I did personal... I, I took something like 18 seconds off my 400 freestyle time between our trials, which were in December, and the games, which were in January. So in, like, you know, six weeks, 
I sort of had, you know, improved from a, I don't know, 5.12 or 5.10 down to a 4.54, seeing other um, swimmers who are not much older than me, because I think Jenny Turrell was a world record holder, and she was only 13 at those games. Swimmers were young, and I think it probably maybe showed me what, what you know, where I could maybe be one day. She moves into overdrive. Rebecca Ferret into the six feet, and she's away. She's and where she could be was at the top of her field. At 15, Rebecca Perrot was selected for the 1976 Olympic Games in Montreal, this time swimming for New Zealand. She qualified fastest for the 400 metres final and finished fourth, missing a medal by just 0.16 of a second. She bossed the Edmonton Commonwealth Games two years later, winning gold in the 200 metres freestyle, silver in the 200 metres individual medley, and bronze medals in both the 400 and 800 metres freestyle, and she was awarded an MBE for her efforts. New Zealand's boycott of the 1980 Moscow Olympics prevented her from competing there, and she retired from international swimming the next year at the ripe old age of 20, for once at a normal age. She moved from the pool to the beach to represent New Zealand in surf lifesaving and was later inducted into the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame. And with sisterly rivalry now a thing of the past, a few years after that, Rebecca and the rest of the parrot kids decided to gang up on everyone else. Oh, it would have been about 15 years ago we were all swimming masters and we decided to try and break some New Zealand relay records. So the four of, of us parrot siblings set some New Zealand records in the medley and the freestyle relays, which I think we've still got the records. Um, we all still enjoy the water and, you know, whether it's the beach or, or the pool, we get in, you know, from time to time. The 2011 Christchurch earthquake hit New Brighton hard and QE2 Park was damaged beyond repair. The stadium and swimming complex was demolished, with plans for two new schools and a sport and recreation centre to eventually be built there. 43 years after marching into its stadium, Rebecca can still clearly recall the impact the park had on her. You know, it was like, wow, you know, because we had nothing like that in Fiji. So it was sort of this awesome pool and, you know, with the track, track and track next door. So it was very sad to see that it had to be, you know, just, well, just demolished um, post the earthquake in Christchurch. Um, but it was, yeah, no, hopefully they'll get a replacement, at, you know, which will be just as good. <laughs> Rebecca Perrett lives in the Wellington region. She coaches swimming and competes in World Masters events. And she still loves the sport that she took up in her big sister's wake. I do still love it. And I still swim four times a week. And I've got a little, I mean, I've got a group of mostly triathletes that I train with now, but they're sort of, majority of them are, I guess, ex-swimmers. I, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's how I keep fit now and it's something I can do. I'm happy I swam when I did. I enjoyed it. I, I got a lot out of it. I got to see a lot of the world. You know, I wouldn't change any of that. No regrets? It's, no, definitely mm. not. You've been listening to Eyewitness on RNZ National. If you enjoyed the story, please write a review or rate us on iTunes. You can subscribe or listen to every Eyewitness podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, we'd invite you to dip into any of the other RNZ podcasts. Eyewitness was written, presented and produced by me, Justin Gregory, and engineered by Claude Vores. Kakite anō. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.